Welcome to the Business Sensemaker Podcast, where we guide the listener through the basics, the art, and the science of business. I'm your host for this podcast, Dr. David Altunian, Associate Professor of Entrepreneurship and the MBA Program Director in the Bill Monday School of Business at St. Edwards University in Austin, Texas. Welcome to this episode of the Business Sensemaker Podcast. In this podcast series, we talk about the art, science, and the basics of business. In the past couple of episodes, we spoke about business functions such as marketing, accounting, and finance. We also discussed functional orientation, such as whether a function is customer-facing, internal-facing, or what we call external or supplier-facing. Now that I've talked about these functions and the structure of business, in terms of how the functions of the organizations work together, I want to talk about the legal structures of business because I think it's important to understand those structures and what the benefits and negatives are of the different types. I have to give the very important caveat that I am not an attorney and I'm definitely not a tax accountant, so the information that I'm sharing here are really generalities about these types. It's important that anyone setting up a company get advice from an attorney knowledgeable about corporate law and the legal, regulatory, and tax requirements in the states that the business is located. So, with that proviso stated, let's talk about the four main types of business structures in the United States. There are sole proprietorships, partnerships, limited liability companies, and two different main types of corporations. And you've heard all about these at some point or another, but these four types have three specific differences between them. One main difference is how ownership works. A sole proprietorship is very simple. The owner is the sole proprietor, and that person that does the business is the owner. David's Lawn Care Service is a great example. David owns it. It's my business. I'm a sole proprietor. A corporation, on the other hand, is owned by shareholders. The percentage and type of shares that a shareholder owns represents the ownership position of that shareholder. One of the main things here is the ownership structure. The second issue is liability. If something goes wrong or the company gets sued, what is the risk or liability for the owners and how deep does that liability go? For example, as a sole proprietor, if I damage somebody's property and I get sued, I am liable all the way up to the assets I have, all of them. Could take my car, my house, I could be sued for everything I own. But as a corporation, I'm a shareholder. And if we get sued, if what I have is David's Lawn Care Service Incorporated, the maximum they could take is the assets of the corporation. So my personal assets wouldn't be at risk, and that's what we mean about the liability component. Liability plays an important role in how corporations are structured or businesses are structured. The third and last major difference between these legal structures is the way that they are taxed. If the business is set up as a sole proprietorship, what you earn is your income. And so it's taxed as personal income. If I'm mowing lawns and I'm getting money from that, that's counted as income. But in corporations, it's treated very differently. Corporations are taxed on their profits and their employees are taxed on their pay. If you are the founder or shareholder of a corporation that you work for, you have what's called double taxation. The corporation is taxed on their profits. That's a corporate tax. And then if you're an employee of the corporation, you're still taxed on your income. So in a sense, if it's your business, you are double taxed. You're taxed on the profits of the corporation, which reduces the amount of profit you get, 
and you're taxed on your income. You're double taxed. The trade-off for this is, first of all, being able to raise money by having stock in other owners, which is why people pick corporations as an option. Uh, the other one is protecting the personal liability, protecting your personal assets. And for many people, I would say, most people that are involved in business, the protection uh, of liability is one of the key reasons for doing some sort of corporation, as well as the ability to raise money from other people. Now let's break down these four structures a little more. Start by talking a little bit about sole proprietors. It's the simplest. The owner is the same person as the one doing the business, but the negative is the owner has full liability. They are personally responsible for the debt and legal obligations of the company, but taxes are treated as a personal income. So the good news is everything that you earn goes right into your pocket and counts as income in your tax statements, and you pay taxes off of that. There are no additional corporate taxes generally. The second structure is a partnership. A partnership is where two or more people join together to run a business. The ownership is based on the percentage share of the business that each partner is contributing. And in most cases, it's usually equal among the partners. Not always, though. There's two classes of partners, and I don't want to get too deep into it, but there's what's called a general partner, and that's the partner or partners that actually operate the business. And then there's a limited liability partner. Uh, the liability of a partnership is equal among the partners, so every partner is liable up to the percentage of you know, whatever the debt or legal ramifications are. Accounting firms, law firms, those are frequently set up this way. There are true examples of what happens though when things go wrong in a partnership. Example is the accounting firms and the consulting firms that worked with Enron, where when Enron blew up, the accounting firm partners were sued by shareholders and essentially ended the accounting firm and the consulting firm because all the partners were liable. So personal liability and partnerships is pretty high and a partnership is just like a sole proprietorship. Your percentage ownership, if you're a partner, is taxed as personal income. Uh, it just goes through. There's another type of partnership that's called a limited liability partnership, where partners have some liability protection. Limited liability partnerships are frequently used in real estate development. Here's an example of how this really works. You decide that you're gonna set up a development company as a partnership to buy a property and build an office building on it. You wouldn't want to make this a sole proprietorship because you wouldn't be able to get investors and the liability would be unlimited. On the other hand, you wouldn't want to go to the trouble to set up a corporation for the one project, so you set it up as a partnership. While you are happy to take investment to share in the cost and profit of building this office building, you don't necessarily want every investor to have an equal say in the decisions being made, and many investors would not want to invest if they had the same liability as you, but didn't get to have a say in the decisions being made. And you wouldn't want to have it as a corporation where you would have to have ongoing reporting if this was for a short-term project. This is where a limited liability partnership actually can make sense. You are considered the general partner or GP and the investors are considered limited partners or LPs. While they share in the proceeds like a normal partner, they don't have direct operational control and they don't share in the liability like general partners do. Partnerships are frequently done in service-oriented businesses such as law firms, accounting firms, real estate companies, medical practices, etc. They're also used in investment firms such as venture capital firms or real estate development enterprises. The rules and protections around partnerships and limited liability partnerships vary by state, and it's important to really have legal guidance on the pros and cons of a specific partnership opportunity if you are considering one. After sole proprietorships and partnerships are corporations. 
And since we just spoke about limited liability partnerships, we should talk about a relatively new form of corporation called the Limited Liability Corporation. It issues shares and the ownership of the corporation is related to the number of shares that you own. But there's limitations on the ownership structure and how shares are sold. You can't go out and offer shares on the stock market and it's very challenging and in some cases not possible to use crowdfunding for a limited liability corporation. There are different rules, fees, and investor rights for limited liability corporations depending on the state that they operate in. But the good news about limited liability corporations is that the liability is limited to the investment or the assets of the company. A lot of times you'll see local businesses like cleaning businesses, yard businesses, service businesses, consulting firms, even restaurants set up as a limited liability corporation because it has the benefits of a sole proprietorship, but it has the protection of a corporation. That protection is so very important for many people and it helps a lot. And the percent share of income is taxed as personal income, just like a sole proprietorship. So if you set up a limited liability corporation, let's say uh, three friends and I set up a marketing consulting firm, we set it up as an LLC and all three of us have 33.3% shares of the corporation. All the income is split between us to that 33.33%. And whatever we have earned for that 33.33% is taxes personal income. Now, just because you have three owners doesn't mean the income is going to be equally divided. That wasn't the point I was trying to make. I'm trying to make the point of whatever your share of the income that you get is what you're taxed on. You're not taxed on the entire corporation's income. So LLCs are very popular for businesses that don't need to raise a lot of money because it's simple. It protects you from liability and it's easy to deal with the taxes. If a limited liability company goes under, generally you basically just hand over the keys to whoever you owe money to and you don't have to worry about your personal assets because that's what limited liability corporation protects against. The legal business structures that most people are familiar with are corporations. They tend to be the most complex, but they also offer the most flexibility, especially for companies that want to get a lot of shareholders or investors, or hope one day to sell the company or go public. If you are planning on growing a business with a number of investors and eventually hope to sell it, corporations are the right way to structure. And it's easier to structure them that way from the beginning. Even if you're the individual, you get 100% of the shares, but once you set it up, it's fairly easy to manage. The challenge is that corporations are much more complex than the other three types that we've covered. Ownership is shared among the shareholders. Liabilities are limited to the corporation, so they usually don't go to the shareholders. Corporations are double taxed, so the corporation is taxed on its income, and they pay a corporate tax, and then the shareholders are taxed on their gains. If you work for a corporation, you're also taxed on your income, just like normal. Reporting is very specific for corporations and varies by state to state. Reporting is another burden that is above what the other structures of business have. There are two different main types of corporate structures that you should be aware of, and that is a C-Corp and a sub-S-Corp. At a later time, I'm going to try to do a podcast specifically on these two corporate structures. I'm not a lawyer, but I can tell you from a CEO's perspective how we think about it. A C corporation can have multiple classes of stock, which is the common way that startups raise capital for their business. You may have heard the term seed round of funding, series A funding, series B funding, etc. 
These refer to raising capital and issuing different classes of stock with different ownership rights. If you hear the phrase Series B, Series D, or later, those are almost always C corporations. And that's because a sub S corporation usually has only one class of stock. A sub S corporation is structured slightly different. You know, if you were going to create a restaurant chain and you were not going to think about going public or getting multiple fundraising levels and a lot of investors or shareholders, maybe you just want a small group of investors, a sub S would be a great way to go. Reporting the shareholders is easier. Taxes are treated similar to the way they are in C corporations. Liability protections the same. The difference between a sub S and a C corp is because sub S is limited to just one class of stock. It's much easier to administer and much less expensive to manage over time. So if you know that you're never going to go raise multiple classes of stock, it's the easiest way to go. We've covered a lot in this podcast today and you're probably going, oh my gosh, there's so much. But the things I want you to think about is the three main implications of the different legal structures of business, which is the ownership structure, the liability for when things don't go well, and the way taxes are handled. A great way to build an understanding of these four types, and the types are sole proprietorship, partnerships, limited liability, corporations or partnerships, and corporations. Great way to understand them is to look at businesses around you and try to understand what their ownership structures are and their legal structures are, and think about why they're set up that way. I hope that this inspired you to do a little more digging into these types of business structures. Remember to always consult an attorney and tax accountant if you are considering setting up a company and you want to ensure that you select the right structure for the type of business that you envision long term. It's so much better to do it correctly from the beginning and not having to go through the expense and headache of trying to change a business structure once the business is up and running with customers and employees. I hope that you found value in this episode and I hope you will check out more online at businesssensemaker.com. I look forward to talking with you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Business Sensemaker podcast. More information about this episode or the podcast series is available at www.businesssensemaker.com. Please leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or whatever audio streaming site that you are listening to this on. It really helps us. Until next time, take care.